Hello everyone, thank you so much for coming on to listen to this episode. I just want to preface this by saying that we were having a lot of audio issues and there was kind of a delay in our audio, so a lot of this episode had to be cut out. So if there's any parts that sound kind of weird, just know that that's why. But we still hope that you enjoy this episode nonetheless, and I'll see you next week. Bye! Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode, actually the very last episode of First Gen Failures this year. It's December 31st, you're going to be hearing this, you know, in 2021. How's it looking over there? But yeah, um, Trisha, do you have any fun plans for New Year's Eve? I do have some plans for New Year's Eve. Me and some of my best friends, well, our families, because we're also family friends, we're going to get together and have a little like potluck New Year's party we do it every year like COVID or not we keep it really tiny really small but it you know, it's gonna be a little fun thing to do what about you oh that sounds good my family doesn't believe in new year's so they go to sleep at like 10 30 11 on on new year's eve it does just no party no nothing we just go to bed and wake up the next day so that's what we're doing in this household but yeah today we wanted to talk about new year's resolutions you know it's something that's really almost tradition around this time of the year is you got to change something about yourself right when when the end of december comes comes near you have to have a couple resolutions stocked up so you know what the rest of your year is going to look like and we're going to talk about the problems that we have with this idea of the new year's resolution and why we don't like it but also what how we want to grow in this upcoming year so let's just get into it So my biggest problems with um, New Year's resolutions is that it's kind of restrictive in a sense. Like it kind of implies that you have the beginning of the year to improve and better yourself. You can only start at the beginning of the year. Um, And this this not only goes for new years, but new weeks, new days, like and this kind of mentality stretched to myself and Eileen personally, where we kind of feel like if it's a random Wednesday and you don't work out and it's like, it's okay. I'll just, you know, start Monday. Like for some reason, something on Monday will change in me that hasn't been there on Thursday or Friday. It's like, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like procrastinating your goals. Like if you really wanted to make a change in yourself, you don't have to wait for a new week or a new month or a new year. You don't need to wait for that January 1st to allow you to make that change. You can you can start now. I do find myself doing exactly what you were talking about there where I wait for like the the next something, the next day, the next week, the next month in order to do something. And I feel like New Year's resolutions kind of encourage that. And they're like, yeah, just put off your goals, put off whatever it is that you don't like about yourself that you would like to change, put off whatever it is that you want for this upcoming year until December 31st. And I don't, I don't really like that. I think that if there's ever anything that you want to change about yourself, you don't have to wait for permission. You don't have to wait for the next whatever if you want to eat healthier, do whatever your New Year's resolutions are. You can do that freaking January, February, July. Like, it doesn't matter. You don't need a New Year to do that. Another thing that I generally really don't like about New Year's resolutions is that they're so much more destructive and harmful than helpful. And often people's New Year's resolutions are very overarching and they don't really have a plan. For example, be happy, be healthy, appreciate life be grateful like these are all such general things and you might they don't really have any plan right you don't have a 
method in which you're going to be like, I'm doing this, 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 and this in order to achieve this goal. New Year's resolutions are generally so lofty almost and so like abstract. And then no one ever achieves them because they're so abstract. Like, how do you go about be happy? Like, it's so broad that you never actually do it and then you feel bad about it and you wait till the next year and it's kind of just like a cycle, you know, it's a cyclic process that no one really likes to be in. Absolutely. I mean, I think one of the most important things with goals is to be able to quantify or like represent your progress on that goal. And if you're you're just saying, I want to be happier, and but you're not like, I don't know, tracking your mood every week or every day. I want to lose weight but you're not actually like tracking the weight or like tracking what you're doing you're just like being like I'm going to do this and then you start starving yourself you know that's not the right way to like achieve a goal you're not you're just giving it all up to chance do you know what I mean like you're not planning you're not tracking you're not pursuing that goal realistically you're just setting an unrealistic expectation for yourself that you will inevitably fail at because what what is that be grateful you have to put goals to that you have to say like okay every day I'm gonna write like this many things that I'm grateful for that's a way that you could do it but I feel like they're in general new york new year's resolutions are so unquantifiable almost and that that's a big problem with them exactly so basically our new year's resolutions or things that we've started to work on because you don't need the new year to work on something um me personally I want to work on not letting the little things get to me, like learn to let go more, whether it be people, habits, um, little things, because I'm, I'm, I'm a big overthinker. Like you do something to me once and I'll probably think about that for the next five years of my life. Like it's kind of bad. So I want to start letting go. And this year, I've <sighs> definitely had a lot of people come in and out of my life. So letting those people go has really made me a better and happier person. And another thing is trying to read more. Like this is like... Uh, but I actually set a schedule to this, as Eileen told me, <laughs> like a book a month, basically. And I have like I bought a whole bunch of books mm-hmm. that I really had my eye on for a little bit. And I'm going to start reading them. But also, I would just want to like lean more into advocacies, like reading books, education, advocacy, advocacy, like go more into that round. So sticking on my phone for like eight hours a day, which I usually don't. I mean, I do actually. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, one of my personal goals is definitely working on consistency over burnout. I've talked about this before. I work really, really hard and then I crash and then I work really, really hard and then I crash and I'm unable to even get up for like a week. So my goals uh, for being more consistent over burning out is working less based on motivation and more based on what is it called? Uh, Discipline. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So working more based on discipline and less on motivation. So I don't have these like hills and valleys of like energy and mood and stuff like that I want to be more consistent with that so that's my goal yeah some of our shared goals is to stop undermining ourselves because both of us we're big on imposter syndrome and if you don't know what that is basically we don't really take credit for the accomplishments we have we kind of chalk it up to chance or luck or something of the sort but it's never our hard work and motivation that gets us somewhere it's always something else so being a little more confident in our abilities because man, oh man, at least Eileen has come very far this year. <laughs> and another thing is building a better relationship with ourselves, our bodies. We both struggle very differently with food, which has been really exhausting. And just like really working up to that um, healthy mindset when approaching food, having a healthier relationship with that ourselves, our body, like learning more and staying more in tune with ourselves, I guess. Yeah, I definitely, I think I started to like, truly work on this more towards October of this year but I'm 
working really hard on not beating myself up so much over food, food not being seen as punishment and just like, what is it? Like intuitive eating, I think it's called. Just learning to be okay with myself, my body, and especially with food, yeah. I think. Because we've both struggled our fair share with, you know. But now we're going to do a little bit of a... Fair enough. Looking back on 2020, just to remind you guys, it was a sucky year, I'm not going to lie, but there are some good parts. So, Eileen, you want to start? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's been a wreck, but let's just reflect on a couple of the good parts. We have a list of 20 things that were good that happened this year. So let's just take a deep breath and remind ourselves of this. I think the number one of the biggest things that we can celebrate is... We celebrate the defeat of the worst president in U.S. history. This year, we've probably seen a record number of Americans <laughs> come out to vote. And not just because of our president, but think about it in terms of the pandemic. Like, that is so crazy. First woman, an African-American and South Asian woman, Kamala Harris, is um, elected for vice president. So it's pretty symbolic in terms of people of color. Mississippi replaced a flag that had been featured in Confederate symbolism. Fairfax County renamed Robert E. Lee High School for the late civil rights leader John Lewis. Congress voted to rename 10 Army installations to honor Confederate generals. And basically, Americans got more real with their history. They realized that, you know, all these people, these white people you're naming things after, they were bad. The U.S. also launched astronauts to the International Space Station on a U.S.-made rocket after years of dependence on Russian technology. Our planet has slowly regenerated. So if you guys remember, we talked earlier about China and the first time it saw clear blue skies because it shut down its factories because of COVID. So that's really good. NASCAR banned its Confederate flag at all events. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this very last podcast of 2020. I just, I'm so glad that this wretched year is over, despite the 20 great things that we just looked back on. Um, if you'd like to, please follow us on Instagram at FirstGenFailures. 